Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, Annie. Hi, Chadden. Ooh, why is there sad music playing? It's a very sad day because it's the final episode of the year. Oh, I see. Oh, that is sad. Are you going to miss me? No. I mean, (laughs) yes. (laughs) But we shouldn't be sad about it. And we should think about all the things that we've enjoyed over the episode. Yeah, that's true. There have been a lot of positive moments. What's your favourite These Four Walls moment been? (laughs) Well, okay, wait. I've, I've got two. But one favourite moment mm-hmm. was when I got to go to ASOS Debbie's house oh that was good I was quite jealous that day that was in episode 10 and I went to her house and I just saw her wardrobe and it was a highlight yeah but did you steal anything no of course <laughs> not, now. not from ASOS Debbie but of course, another <laughs> highlight was when you told the story about having a t-shirt with a horse on it and you on it I mean, for those who haven't heard that episode, I was just telling Annie that one of my favourite pieces of clothing was a picture of my own face on it and a horse. It's a t-shirt that's been screen printed with me and a pony and I don't know why you have such an issue with it. I don't know, but um, uh, that is one of my highlights. It's just <laughs> got to be said. I wish it still Okay, could. what's your highlight? Uh, okay, well, actually, our very first episode, episode one... Oh. Um, <laughs> Back I really to the very beginning. Pen Badgley, as in Dan from Gossip Girl, as in actual Gossip Girl, came into ASOS. That was quite cool. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Gossip Girl. Oh no. Don't don't <laughs> don't listen to this. Sorry guys. Okay. Well, any anyway, enough reminiscing. Yes, on to the future. So this episode, we are a bit future thinking because I went to the fashion cupboard and we didn't really talk about a lot in the fashion cupboard. We spoke about, we went back to wardrobes and Debbie's wardrobe with the idea Debbie's that... Debbie's wardrobe. Yeah, with the idea that it's the new year coming up and people like to refresh their wardrobes. So what should you hold on to and not donate or give away ah. because it's still going to be good for next season? Okay, so what is cool to wear next season? Um, guess who I spoke to? Who? Um, I'll give you a clue. You can watch him most Monday nights with his friends on TV. <laughs> uh, quite general. Great clue. clue. It's made in Chelsea's Jamie Lang. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we went to hang out with him and we did a little Christmassy, advicey kind of quiz. Did you say, yeah, boy? Um, I'm sure that came up at some point. Okay. 
That's really good. And also, we actually got out of the office. We did. We went down to a very interesting event at Somerset House. We went to Morning Gloryville at Somerset House for a bit of a morning skate rave. Yeah, because they've got their ice rink open now. Um, but we decided to go down first thing in the morning with a lot of people in like neon coloured outfits yes. and talk to them about what makes them feel festive. Yeah, think leg warmers on ice. And then we had Georgia Murray. So she came in and she kind of schooled me on Standing Rock. So everything's been going on since they've halted the pipeline. So get ready to be clued up on that. Okay, great. All right, Annie, for the last time of 2016, get in the fashion cupboard. Hi, ladies. Hey, Hi, Annie. How are we? Good. So we're in the cupboard today. Actually, do you want to introduce yourselves first? I'm Becky and I'm junior stylist on the fashion team. And I'm Debbie, also known as ASOS Debbie, and I also work on the mag. Yes, known as ASOS Debbie. (laughs) Okay, so we're in the cupboard today. There's a lot of sparkles, you know, it's feeling Christmassy, but I want to talk about something a little bit different because this episode is going to be out for a couple of weeks and it's going to go into the new year. I want to talk about refreshing our wardrobes. Okay. Okay, so firstly, can I just say one of the highlights of the episodes was me going to Debbie's house. (laughs) Debs, thanks for having me. Jelly. (laughs) (laughs) And for you showing me around your wardrobe. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about our wardrobe? So for people who haven't heard that episode, Deb, what does your wardrobe look like? My wardrobe looks like... um, a jungle of clothes. So I don't actually have a wardrobe. I have rails and they're open and everything is in plastic because I get a lot of my stuff dry cleaned. Beck, what does your wardrobe look like? Well, there's one wall in my bedroom and there's three double door wardrobes that just cover three. the walls. I obviously have two and my boyfriend gets to have one of the end ones. So fair, Bex. That's so fair. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but how, I'm always interested in this, how do people organise their wardrobes? Yeah. Some people do colour-coded, but I don't. I do it by style. So I start with, like, shorts, skirts, dresses. So it's, co- like, itemised. Yeah, itemised. I do yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you know where to go to when you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And what have you got the most of in your wardrobe? Okay, for me it's blazers, double-breasted blazers. How many, how many do you think you've got? I think I've got about at least 15 a lot of ASOS. You do always have a good place. Yeah, yeah, a lot of ASOS and a bit of vintage as well. Yeah. And shoes. Oh, oh yeah. That How many excluded. pairs of shoes? Annie, I refuse to count. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. A lot. <laughs> and Vex, what have, what's taking up the most space in your wardrobe? Yeah, I suppose shoes are taking up the most space. I have one of my wardrobes has a shoe rack in the bottom and then shoes laid out in front of... And then I have six underbed boxes with shoes as well. That's a lot of shoes, Bex. That's more than I have, sure. I think the underbed boxes are sort of... It makes me forget what I have. So they're sort of hidden. (laughs) We've got the same shoe size, so I feel like you should give some of those shoes to me. Oh, you're welcome round anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about wardrobes and it's going to be the new year soon. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people like to clear out their wardrobes in the new year, have a bit of a refresh. So how often do you do that? Do you do it a lot? or I, I don't do it a lot because I just, I don't like that thing when you throw something away, then next season it's come back in and we're just like, uh, oh. My God, I think so many yeah, times. well, not for, or you give it to charity and you're just like, mm. oh, I wish I could just get it back somehow. 
Okay, talking of which, yeah. that leads me nicely onto what I was going to ask you. So it's, we want to talk about a couple of things that if you've got them in your wardrobe, you shouldn't really get rid of them because mm-hmm. they'll still be good for next season. Yeah. So what, what kind of things would those be? Have you got an example of if you've got something like this in your wardrobe, don't get rid of it? Definitely like 80s tailoring, like a suit. Anything with like sort of oversized shoulders, double-breasted, um, sort of a manzy, manzy fit. Yeah, to even that. like tuxedo dressing, tailored trousers. Yeah, crop trousers. Okay, so if we've got something tailored or a suit... Mm-hmm. Keep that. Definitely keep that. Keep that. And why should we keep that? What is the update? Why does it? Why is it going to be good for next season? Well, we have been talking a lot on our team about the concept of elevated sportswear and mixing those sport pieces um, with back with tailoring. Okay, so that leads on to maybe another thing. If you've got some like vintage sports, so any of any of the big brands that mm-hmm. you may have had for ages and ages and that you've got a jumper and you're thinking, oh, I should throw that away, you should mm-hmm. definitely keep that. Definitely keep those too. Like the sports... Sportswear is definitely going to carry through spring, summer, especially in like yellows, oranges, reds, um, primary green, and obviously anything in black, white, or navy too. <laughs> okay, so that's so bright colours, more bright colours. That's mm-hmm. good. So those two primaries, things, primaries. Yeah. If you've got those two things, keep both of those because you can yep. wear them together. Yep. And is there anything else that we should hold on to? Gingham. Yeah, we love in gingham yeah. as well. It's been like a little micro trend for us and we it, it's just going to carry through, I think. And didn't House of Holland? Yeah, House of Holland of did a lot of gingham. Um, lots of the Spring Summer 17 shows are still talking about gingham and bringing that through its whole... So, sort of. yeah, it's that sort of trend that is a bit sort of crafty, homespun. Mm. House of Holland, we said, did a lot of gingham on the catwalk. Mm. So if you've got like a little top or something, definitely hold on to that. And how would you, what would you wear it with to make it feel new? Is it about styling it back with denim or how would you wear I would, it? I actually have um, an ASOS gingham swimsuit. It's just like a bandeau sort of one. And I'll actually wear it with like wide leg trousers mm. to like kind of like tie-in with the whole tailoring and really super wide leg slightly slouchy trousers okay and also i'm just going to ask you what do you think about when you're clearing out your wardrobe people say if you haven't worn something for a certain number of months then you should donate it or give it away what do we think about this no one does that. No, that that's, that's lies. Don't, don't listen to that. anyone who told you to do that that's not a you'll hold regret on to it. it you'll yeah. regret it keep it for at least 12 months <laughs> you, you heard it from ASOS Dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's at least that's you can see you can at least watch two catwalk shows, two seasons. So just hold on to it. Everything comes back round. Exactly. Also, it makes me think of the um, Sex in the City episode. You've seen it where they where she's clearing out her, out her wardrobe and they hold up signs yeah. of whether it was. Oh keep. yeah, keep. So maybe thing, yeah. you should get your mates round and they can give their opinions on whether you should. Keep that is it such it. a cool thing to do. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I just clear my wardrobe when I need. Room for new things. <laughs> That's true. And talking of new things, uh, what is the one thing that you have got on your wish list for next year? Mm, so or for this year, I should say. For me, surprise, surprise, actually a pair of flats. I know I'm always in heels, but I... Debbie, yeah. you always wear heels. I know, but the ASOS press, they sold it to me. Like, there was a pair of these flat lilac metallic bow mules. 
I just want them. No, I need them. They're I want still them. so glam. They're really, yeah, they're really glam. But they're flat. Yeah. It's a comfort and glam. And Beck, what's, what are you looking forward to buying? Um, again, taking inspiration from the ASOS Preste. Um, they had an amazing um, deconstructed slip dress. So it's like got asymmetric edges and it was in a sort of racing flag print. So oh, right. monochrome. Okay. Those both sound really cool. I think I want to get a collection of shirts. We've, we've spoke about shirts a lot over the last couple of episodes. Yeah. So I think I need to start a collection. Yeah, they're not going anywhere next year. If you haven't got a gingham one, get one. Oh, yes. Yes, Take because gingham we should hold on to. Exactly. Okay. Right. Well, thank you so much. It's the last episode of the year. So we're shutting, we're shutting up the fashion cupboard for a while. Um, but thanks for all your tips and thanks for being a part of these four walls. And we'll see you in next year. Thanks, Annie. Thanks, thanks Annie. Bye. 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 Okay, as usual, I've got my shopping list post your fashion chat. Great. And as usual, I want to ask you a question. How is your wardrobe organised? Um, organised isn't a word that I would use to describe my wardrobe. <laughs> I mean, some things are on hangers, some things are folded, and the rest is kind of, it's like a Jenga game. The rest is kind of like put in the spaces <laughs> that I can find. So what if you pull something out, everything could topple out? It's a kind of precarious balancing act. Some things are balancing without being on hangers, they just hang in How in does middle. this not surprise me <laughs> at all? And I should ask you, what's on your shopping list for next year? We'll post that. I was like, yes, gingham. I hadn't thought about gingham in a while because it's freezing, but I like gingham. But that's what you're meant to be keeping in, in my your kitchen. wardrobe, not what you're meant to be buying. Oh, but I don't have any, so I'm going to get some to keep. Okay. And also, you're talking about sports, and I really like those. What do you call them? I used to have them when I was little. They're like tracksuit bottoms, but they've got the like buttons all down the side. Yeah, like the three-stripe ones. Yeah, although mine just said USA. But then you need to wear it with a tailored jacket. Well, I will. (laughs) With your ASOS jacket. Yes, well remembered. Anyway, enough of wardrobe trap. Haven't we got somewhere we need to be? Yes, we've got a date at Skate. So over to you, Shannon and Annie. Hi, it's Annie here and we are at Skate at Somerset House. Yes, we are and it's absolutely freezing. It's really cold, but there are some people in very brightly coloured outfits. Yeah, I can see a couple of girls with leg warmers on the ice. Yeah, so should we go and find some people to talk to? Yes, let's go say hi. Hello, so what's your name? My name's Katie. And what time, how long have you been here for? Um, about, only about 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Feels longer. <laughs> How's your skating? You look pretty I'm good. terrible. Yeah, oh, no. there, so... I'm trying to dance rather than skate. Yeah, so, it's yeah. quite dancing. Uh-huh. Uh, we're asking people what makes them feel festive. What makes you feel festive? Um, well, at the moment, this weather is pretty festive. Nice and frosty. Um, Christmas lights getting on. Everyone doing their Christmas shopping. Yeah, it's just the build-up, really. It's really fun and, yeah, it's really nice. So, what made you calm down this morning to Morning Gloryville first? She did. That was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> She's just left her job and I thought it was quite a good way to uh, start her career of not of doing something she actually wants to do. It's super fun. <laughs> and we're feeling quite festive as well. So, what gets you in the mood? What makes you feel festive? Fairy lights. Mulled wine. Mulled wine. And pink leg warmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've just found three very 80s looking ladies. We've got some glitter glitter face paint. It's very cool. What, what brought you guys down? 
Um, so we've been to a Morning Gloryville morning rave before oh, wow. at the Oval Space and that was really good fun. Um, and we thought we'd try it on ice. Yeah. <laughs> and how's it skating? Terrible. Awful. So bad. The worst. Okay, well. Better to watch than to skate. What makes you feel festive? That's what we're asking everyone. Uh, anything that's mauled. Glitter and lovely lights and just being with nice people. Oh. 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 Um, present. <laughs> Firstly, I just have to ask you about your outfit. Can you just describe it for me? Um, why have we gone for today's vibe? <laughs> Someone said I look like the purple one out of Quality Street. <laughs> so kind of like vintage mohair, purple, sparkly cardi and um, hilarious purple lycra leggings and big fluffy black boots. Okay, talking of Quality Street, that's quite festive. What makes you feel festive? Um, I guess mulled wine and Christmas trees and the lights that are all up on Oxford Street, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, so what brought you down ice skating this morning? Um, morning Gloryville is uh, something I go to most months. So, great you chance... You mean to... I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Normally we dance in a big room and it's uh, it's great, but we just oh, had no. a faller there. We just had a faller. <laughs> so this was um, a chance to do something different, get fun, be outside, be Christmassy, be on the ice, um, enjoy this amazing Somerset House location, and just do something a bit different on a, on a Wednesday morning. So speaking of Christmassy, what makes you feel festive? Oh, uh, lots of things. Um, I love it in London when the lights come on in the streets and it's nice and cosy inside and we can serve nice hot drinks and everyone's in a good mood and happy. Funnily enough, hot drinks crop up quite a lot. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Firstly, can you describe your outfit for us? Um, I'm currently wearing a vintage women's 1970s one piece, uh, all in lilac with a little bit of a jazzy shoulder decal, a uh, fluorescent pink headband and a unicorn horn. Yeah, a unicorn a unicorn horn, which is amazing. Did you make it yourself? Uh, I did not. No, there's a friend of mine who's a professional hornographer. Stop. And I went with a which is completely true. Stop. True, I'm professional. It's beautiful, shiny, purple unicorn horn. Uh, so tell us, what makes you feel festive? Uh, watching things like Elf, Home yes. Alone, The Grinch, any of those things make me feel a little bit festive. Uh, for me, Christmas doesn't truly start till I get home, like back to my parents' house and the trees there and the family's there. Until then, I'm just like working up to Christmas and away from home. It doesn't really feel like Christmas until I actually get there. That's all from Skate at Somerset House. I'm Annie. I'm Shannon. And back to the studio. And that was Shannon and Annie at Somerset House for these four walls. Um, and Annie stayed there. So, just Shannon here. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you? It's just me today, Georgia Murray. Well, I'm very pleased to see you. Oh, how's it going? Good. Very busy this time of year. It's the run up to Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. It's always a bit of a mad one. Okay, so you're schooling us on Standing Rock today, right? Exactly. Well, I thought it's the last episode of the series mm-hmm. and we're heading into the new year. So it would be good after a long, long year of bad news. There has been quite a lot of neg news this year. Oh, it's been exhausting <laughs> um, to come to the episode with some good news. Um, so, yeah, you may have heard about the Dakota Access Pipeline and the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe protesting against it. Yeah, and it's just kind of, I mean, they've stopped going ahead now. They've hold the procedure, haven't they? Yeah, Which and that's really... the big success, really. Yeah. Um, really, really exciting and unprecedented. A lot of people didn't think it would happen. Yeah. So I've got a vague understanding of it, 
But what exactly is the pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline? So there's a company called Energy Transfer Partners and they have a project called the Dakota Access Pipeline or DAPL. It's a $3.8 billion project, which is obviously huge. Mm. Um, And the whole point of it is to carry crude oil or unrefined petroleum Mm -hmm. um, from North Dakota all the way to Illinois. Okay, that's a long way. It is. Well, it's, in fact, 1,172 miles long. Oh, she's really sorted up today. (laughs) All the facts. Um, And it would transport nearly 500,000 barrels of oil per day. Um, The pipeline was nearly completely finished, apart from this one section which planned to run under Lake Oahe, which is a reservoir on the Missouri River. Okay. And basically, the project were waiting for the approval of the Army Corps of Engineers, um, who basically managed the land around the lake. Right. But you said it was almost complete. Mm -hmm. So why was there protesters around this particular area? So there's an indigenous tribe called Standing Rock Sioux and their reservation sits just below the proposed pipeline route. Um, People feared that the project's construction would threaten not only sacred native land, um, which contained things like burial grounds and cultural artefacts, but if there was a burst pipe or a leak, which could contaminate their water supply, basically. Oh, yeah, I think I saw on some of the posters, um, is it Water water for Life? Water is Life? Water is Life, yeah, yeah. that's sort of the group's rally and cry mm. um, for the protest. Um, and another thing that people had problems with, tribal leaders also argued that the US Armed Corps didn't consult tribal governments before deciding to build the pipeline in the first place, um, because it's within half a mile of sacred land, um, which basically meant that the project violated federal law and native treaties that the US government have. Okay, so I guess they were almost essentially trespassing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, and what about the climate change side of things? Because that was another reason people were protesting, right? So a lot of environmental activists see Indigenous rights as key in protecting land and water, as it's such a central part of their community, um, and therefore preventing climate change. Um, So across the world, there are masses of fossil fuels in territories that are traditionally lived in by Indigenous people. Um, And in the face of things like fracking, which is a controversial method of extracting oil Mm. and is kind of an ongoing argument in the UK, um, people like the Standing Rock Sioux tribe are protecting our earth in the long run. Um, And I think people are seeing what's going on in North Dakota as a starting point for a wider conversation about land, water, oil preservation and the environment in general. Yeah, definitely. It seems like everyone's talking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So who is supporting the protesters then? Well, as well as members of 90 different Native American nations and tribes, thousands and thousands of supporters have joined to oppose the DAPL. Um, There were 2,000 veterans of the US military who came down and helped protest physically um and then celebrities as well and then people on social media yeah i saw um shailene woodley she got arrested didn't she she did yeah um so she's the fault in our stars and divergent actress and ex asos magazine cover star yes (laughs) um so she was arrested along with 26 other people while protesting and not only that over one million people checked into standing rock on facebook oh i saw this so was that to confuse the police yeah exactly right so if you checked in to standing rock on facebook you could it looks like there's way more people there exactly and it kind of stops the police using that as a method to arrest people and see who's who's physically target protesters exactly um so one million people did it overall and it was just sort of a way of showing solidarity from across the globe it's a very interesting way of using facebook exactly it's like so important that if you can't physically be there that you should use social media as sort of a platform to 
um, protest and support. Yeah. Um, but there were physical marches as well all across the United States. Um, people were marching um, to show solidarity. And what about on the flip side? Who's opposing the protesters apart from the oil company? The oil company, but also despite the protesters repeatedly maintaining that they were going to remain peaceful and unarmed. For example, they've been setting up camps and prayer circles. Yeah. Um, but they've been met with police in large tanks and riot gear. Um, pepper spray, tear gas, rubber bullets, tasers and water cannons in sub-freezing temperatures have all been used to assist the hundreds of arrests made so far. Really scary. Yeah. Okay, but what's the good news? Because... Yeah, we've yeah. had enough bad news. <laughs> um, well, basically, last week, after months of protesting, and I think it began in April, so it really yeah. has been the majority of the year, um, the US Army Corps of Engineers had announced that it won't grant the permit for the DAPL to drill under the Missouri River or across Lake Oahe. Which is huge news. It's yeah. been really rare that the power of protest has had that profound an effect. Exactly. And it may not have garnered that much um, kind of media coverage in the first few months, but leading up to the week of this like fantastic news it was everywhere um and it yeah i guess it just shows that you should change the things you can't accept rather than accept the things you can't change and most importantly it marks a huge victory for indigenous people um of america whose history language and customs have been historically wiped out um and as rebecca solnit wrote in the guardian this week which i particularly loved you've done a lot of wider reading i have do you know what Sean? i've got really into this one good let's um, hear it uh, she said, Standing Rock reminds us finally that we are very powerful when we come together to defend our ideals, sometimes only in indirect ways, modelling the possibilities, providing hope and moral reinforcement for what comes later or elsewhere, sometimes in direct ways when we remake history. Five centuries into the dispossession and dehumanisation of Native North Americans, this moment when 2,000 veterans of the US military came to stand with them, when they won something big, when the world's eyes were turned to one of those places where crimes and depredations are often too invisible, it mattered. Drops Mike. That's <laughs> a good quote. It's a really good quote. Just kind of really gets the power of the situation across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And makes you feel really hopeful for 2017. Yeah, that's quite an inspiring story. Well, thank you, Georgia. Maybe you can come in next year and update us with what happens next. Yes, I can. Um, I will see you next series. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hmm, I really hope that's Annie. Annie? I'm back! Yay! Hi. <laughs> that was really weird, ringing a doorbell for our own studio. Yeah, George's doorbell. <laughs> sorry, sorry I missed that bit. I just got rather excited by the skating at some point. Hey, that's okay. Nice to have you back. And what's coming up next? I feel like now I'm out of the loop. I haven't even been here. She's checked out. She's on the Christmas holidays. <laughs> well, next I spoke to Jamie Lang. Are you an amazing Chelsea fan, Annie? I do watch it, yeah, but I think I'm a bit out of the loop with that as well. Out of the loop, okay. Well, what was he like? Jamie's got girlfriend at the moment, which is kind of a record for him. Oh, right. The longest Head, time he's had girlfriend. Headline news of me yes. and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So we thought, since he's older, wiser, why don't we get him to do some advice? Okay, so, so is this the game that we played? Yes, we did, but it's kind of Christmas themed. So it's, you're going back for Christmas holidays, what situations might crop up, like awkward relatives or seeing your ex ah, at the pub, that kind of thing. That's a good game. Did mm-hmm. he give good advice? Um, why don't you listen? <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Jamie Lang. Whoop, whoop. That was really low. Hey, whoop, whoop. Let's try it again. Jamie Lang. Yeah, baby. Hello. Welcome to these four walls. Although you're not, we're not inside these four walls of ASOS today. We're in a hotel room with a massive pink bed. Yeah. What do you think of my bed? 
I think, okay, let's just describe it. So it's... It, it looks it's like it's about twice the size of my bed. It gets big. I think it's a super. Is it super king size? It is a super king size. It's got a lovely pink throw. Yeah, I can count six pillows already. What, S- six what pillows. do you think? Actually, that was one of my questions. What do you think about show pillows? I mean, I'm I'm a. Do you know? I'm now a show pillow because I have a girlfriend, and I didn't have this before. But now she said, "Well, we got to get these big pillows in because they just look good." Knowing thing is, when you have a when you have a show pillow, they hurt your neck. In the bed, yeah. I'm not so. But that's the thing, isn't it? You're supposed to chuck them out before you go to bed. They're just. Uh... You're meant to throw them out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. Ah, that's, that's where you're the going mistake wrong. I've been making. Okay. Their use is just to look fit and also sometimes quite good for Netflix. You want to like. Oh, be the sat Netflix up straight, in bed. I think that's quite. Oh, you've got internet throughout your house. That's pretty cool. Do you not? No, I do as well. But I, <laughs> I've never watched Netflix in bed yet. Um, so you're a bit of an expert on beds. You've mm-hmm. got your series in bed with Jamie. Mm-hmm. What's your describe your perfect bed? My perfect bed would be. I mean, so my perfect bed would be. I would love a really big. Do you know what? I I once lay on a bed that cost thirty three thousand pounds. Stop. I swear to God. Get okay? out. The mattress. What was it made of? The, I don't know. Just little leprechauns or something. I don't know right. what it was made of. But it was thirty three grand. And I lay on it, and it was the comfiest thing I've ever tried. And I was really? like, I was like, this is lovely. Is it like memory foam? I don't know. The memory foam just goes back to the ancient ages. But it was literally. So I tried it, and I was like, this is lovely. And they went, I went, how much is this? Well, it's thirty three thousand. I said, well, who affords that? So then he showed me this other bed. So this is probably more in your price range. Lay on it. I was like, well, this is nothing compared to the other oh, one. No. Now the thirty three grand Once one. Once you've tasted the thirty three grand bed, you can't go back. Can't go back. But my perfect. You know, what my perfect bed is when you have a celebrity in it. Because that's what the show is all about, right? Which you've been doing. I mean, you've had Fred from First Dates. He's pretty good. Fred He's been on this podcast as well. How was he? He's French as well. He's lovely. Yeah, he was. My favourite bit was I had like a sticker on my phone and Annie, who I co-host this with, she said, oh, you've got something on your phone. And Fred, so smooth, out of nowhere, was like, it's my number. Shut up. And then we all got really giggly. Yeah. No, did you get, how giggly did you get? Did so you, giggly. Uncontrollably? Yeah, like bright red. Oh my, he's so wise as well. Yeah, he's so wise. He, you know he writes poetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know everything about him? I know him. everything about Fred. We well, can have a Fred off. If I can have a Fred off. Yeah, fine. He is French. That is a good episode. <laughs> so who else, who else have you loved having in your bed? Um, so I've had Jessica Nappett. I've had lots and lots of different people. But who I've had recently, which is on the TV show, is Pam Ranson. No. Shut up. Yeah. Tell us everything. I mean, she is the queen. She is the babe. She is so amazing. I got naked. No, you didn't. I got naked. No, in bed you with didn't. But naked. And she drew me. She also is a glass blower. What does that she, mean? She she blows glass. Oh, like the top of a bottle. Yeah. No. No. Well, no. She's like she makes glass. She likes in her spare time to blow glass. You know, like I, I imagine, you know how the BFG had that big thing that he blows dreams out of. Yes, I think they do that with glass. Okay, it's, sorry, it's slightly come back to me because in my head, glass is just one of those things that already exists. You know, like a rock. So I would think you just do Where something would you with find it. But actually, glass. you just find a coke bottle. <laughs> That's it's a, the end of the day. <laughs> little fact for you, by the way. You know, the coke bottle was designed um, uh, uh, around pa- uh, Marilyn Monroe. That's what? her body shape. Yeah, the Coca Cola no bottle. Yeah, God, so just an oracle. I Jamie. can give you more if you want. Do you want to hear another fact? Yeah, please. Apparently, twenty percent of all photos ever taken in history were taken in two thousand and fifteen. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Where did you get this fact from? I can't remember. You want to hear another fact? Yes. Okay. Do you know why the Apple logo is the Apple logo? 
No. Okay. Well, Alex Turin, who is in The Invitation Game, if you've ever seen it with Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great film. he basically invented the first computer that broke the Enigma code, won us the war. He uh, was gay, and so he got caught being gay, and in the time it was illegal to be gay, so he had a choice of being chemically castrated or being put in prison. He chose chemical castration because he wanted to work with the computer. Sent him a little bit uh, crazy, and in the more morbid note, he committed suicide. And he didn't mm-hmm. want his mother to know how he committed suicide. So he injected an apple with cyanide, took a bite out of it, and that's why Steve Jobs is the apple with the logo in respect for Alex Turin, who invented the first computer. Boom, ASOS. <laughs> that was beautiful. No worries. Where'd you get all your facts from? My Just... brother. He's very clever. Oh, my God. Shout out your brother. That yeah, was amazing. Yeah, what's up, <laughs> I mean, you just... <laughs> You've kind of stopped me in my tracks now. I don't know what, well, I don't know I what mean, to say to that. Yeah, so we had Pam Lance in bed, who was epic. We had... Well, you've uh, also had Frankie in bed, who's your actual girlfriend. How, was that? Had, How does that compare to, say, Fred from First Days? Do you know what? I've, ha- I've had Frankie in bed all loads of times. <laughs> but so, were you more or less nervous interviewing her than interviewing, like, one of your mates? Do you know what? It's more nervous interviewing my girlfriend. It's pretty scary because... Uh, yeah, interviewing your girlfriend is pretty damn scary mm-hmm. because she knows exactly what you like, the ins and outs. So interviewing her was hard. But she's just lovely. And you've also had Binky's mum. That was a good episode. I've had Binky's mum, which is, yeah, Binky's mum was excellent. She was great. Um, Yeah, we've had lots of different people. But the exciting thing is those are all like the sort of online short versions. For the sort of TV one, which is the half an hour long one, we've got Charlotte Crosby, Jay Hutton and Pamela Anson. So, I mean, Charlotte Crosby was amazing. Really? Yeah, I mean, we got to search around her house and I found lots of things in her bedroom. Oh, so you get to get out of the bed and actually go on a little wrecking. I got out of the bed. I mean, I went off, off piece. I got out of the bed. People freaked out when I was doing it. They're like, what are you doing? This I was like, well, listen, so I'm going off record here. I'm going to go out of the bed. They're like, you are. You're a dangerous guy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for you it. You know what? I'm doing it for the good of the show. <laughs> I'm doing it for content. Um, Jamie, you've been in a relationship. I mean, I'm a maiden Chelsea veteran. I've been mm-hmm. watching it since day. Okay. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the longest you've ever been in a relationship? Yeah. How, what's the secret? How have you managed that? I don't know. She's scary. You're not allowed to no, not be. I'm not allowed. No, what is the secret? Uh, she's awesome. She's goofy. She's great. She's um, oh. yeah. She's she's pretty damn cool. And she doesn't take take any shit. Okay, she doesn't take any shit, which good. is a good Go thing. Go Frankie. Go Frankie. And I'm pretty. What I've worked out is I'm pretty hectic to be with, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it before. I'm a big headache, and she kind of. She makes me realise those things. She makes when you're with someone who's kind of awesome, they make you realise that you can be a little bit of a dick sometimes without realising it. The experience of being on Made in Chelsea, what's that taught you about relationships? Um, it's hard to have a relationship on a show. That's what it's taught me <laughs> really hard. Um, it's taught, do you know what it does? What Made in Chelsea does is it, it, um, it makes you talk about the things that you probably would never talk about. Um, so in a sense where if you are having an argument with your girlfriend, you can sometimes, or boyfriend, you can sometimes brush over and it's never spoken again. Yeah. It's probably just dwelling. What it makes you is face up to your problems, face up to your situations and actually discuss it. And their friends and their and, mothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone has their opinion. So in a fact, in a sense, it is a good thing, but sometimes you find out the truth, which you probably don't want to hear. So in a sense, it's a good thing, but it's also quite a bad thing. Nice. Okay, yeah. because you're so wise, we've gathered. Yeah. We've got a little game for you. In Love fact, games. do you know what? These Four Walls is kind of similar to In Bed With Jamie because we have a bit of a chat and then we have a bit of a game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a hat. Okay, should I wear Here the hat? It, is. it okay. says, it's so good. It says, Hopeless Romantic. Hopeless Romantic and it's pink with yeah. a white peak. I mean, pink and white together equals 
the Pink Panther. <laughs> very good, very smooth. That was my other wise going out. <laughs> All right, inside the hat, we've got some problems, okay? Basically, okay. it's, you know, coming to Christmas time, everyone's going to go home. Yeah. These are all kind of little, you're agony on, essentially, Love of that. these Christmas issues. Easy. Are you feeling confident? I'm feeling, unbel- do, I, do I pick yeah, the yeah, yeah. hat? Yeah, um, no, hold? I'll be holding the hat. You hold, I yeah, pick. Yeah, you pick. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, okay, ready? We ready for the, yes. shall I read it out? Okay, yes, the please. first one. Here we go. <clears throat> right. Okay. Dear Jamie, I'm heading home for Christmas and I'm already dreading it. My cheating ex-boyfriend will be there with his new girlfriend and we have lots of mutual friends. Is Why would is it, Are they sisters and brothers? I why think they, they mean more like that? at the pub, yeah. you know, when you go home and you I see I don't know. The Incest? I don't think that's right. <laughs> so how can I keep my cool at the annual Christmas pub quiz? There Should you read, go. There we go. Do you know what? Do you know what you should keep? Do you know what the coolest thing in the world is? To just not give a shit, just not care. You just play it cool, get over it. Until you've had a couple of drinks, then everything kicks off. And how? So how do you give off the illusion of not giving a? Just, just be super nice. Be super nice. Really relaxed. Act as if you don't care because that's the worst thing you can do. That kills someone inside. Okay, just be nice. Just be nice. Next. Okay, next one we have. Okay, here we go. Dear Jamie, I've been very, very naughty this year. How can I redeem myself before the big man comes down the chimney? Twenty December twenty fifth. Learn how to glass blow. <laughs> if you learn how to glass blow, then everything's good. Then everything will be fine. Everything will then be fine. Santa will forgive you. <laughs> right, we have <clears throat> dear Jamie. I got a tattoo. So far, so good. But I'm heading home for Christmas, and my mum hates tattoos. It's not in a very concealable place. My neck. What? The first mistake is there. (laughs) What should I do? Wear a scarf. (laughs) Wear a scarf. The whole time. The whole time. You've got a cold, wear a scarf. Or once again, you just show your mum, she's going to hate it, she's going to get cross. But you've made the decision to do it, so you've got to stick with that. Stick with it. Stick with it. All right. You're speeding through these. Uh, Do do you want me to go slower? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a compliment said like an insult. Like a... (laughs) You're speeding through this. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Jamie, every Christmas my grandpa grills me on my love life in front of the entire family. Last Christmas my grandpa picked a moment of silence at the dinner table to inquire if I'd been having single night time escape. Escapades. You've learnt this off by heart? (laughs) Escapades. It's my question. Pablo Escapades. (laughs) (laughs) Lately I pretend I didn't hear and bottled to the loo. Bolted to the loo. Please advise me on how to handle this before the ground swallows me whole. Right, I think that's a tricky one. I mean, again, being single's cool. You know, mm-hmm. being single's fun. If you had some, do you know, single nights aren't always the worst. You so can it's just, about spe- explaining to your grandparents that actually it's quite just, cool. Do you to know be what? Single. I think you should just shock your grandparents. Say, I mean, say, <laughs> say, you know what? You know, spending nights alone. You know, you can never disappoint anyone. You can disappoint <laughs> yourself. <laughs> That's what you should say. That is solid advice. There you go. All right, yeah, so there's no disappointing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Dear Jamie, my sister recently got a new boyfriend. I was super happy for her until we met him. I'm in love. Not just in a yay, my sister has a good guy way, but I want to have his babies. He's so beautiful and charming. I can't stop thinking about him. Think my sister guessed what's up, but hasn't said anything. How do I, A, deal with this, and B, stop myself hanging off his neck after I've had my Christmas tipples? Help. Do you know That's what? That's quite hard. That is a, that is a really hard one. Uh, I feel like this is quite you as well. Yeah. Historically. Do you know what? I mean, there's not much you can do about this situation. You can, you can, I mean, make a voodoo doll of him. 
and then mm -hmm. you can just play around it, get a get a blow up doll of him, and just not do it. You're gonna upset someone. I would leave. St I would stay clear of that. I would okay. stay completely clear of that. So or, don't go there. Or but... I mean, just be super weird and make every guy's dream, and just go, hey sister, you want to team up <laughs> and let's go. <laughs> I mean, up till now, I think all your advice has been quite great. Well, I don't know. That one... was a tricky one. That was really hard. Yeah, I no, think that was hard. Let's try Family's and, um... a tricky one. You should always stay clear of that. That's <laughs> what I feel like. Okay, here we go. We've got another one. Last one. Last one. <clears throat> Dear Jamie, I met Sup this year and cheated on my boyfriend. We worked boo. through it and, st yeah, boo, and stayed together. But I'm hoping to spend Christmas with his family, who he's very close with, and tells everything to... The last time I spoke to his sisters, they were sending me death threats. How can I win them over? That's a hard one. Yeah, I mean, I the best way to do this is turn up, put your tail between your legs, mm -hmm. and just say, "Look, I'm sorry." You know, that's what you should say. Or so address it. First address up, it first. Yeah. Or flip it on the boyfriend to say, "You know what? He was to say, yeah, he did it too. He, yeah, flip it. <laughs> it say he did it too." Fault. Jamie, I think you absolutely smashed that. <laughs> Thank I think you. that's some. Useful pearls and some I not feel so like useful the, pearls. Yeah, but some I, think half, well. I feel like it was half and half. Yeah, I liked it. All right, thank you so much. Inverted Jamie, you. where can we watch it? When's it on? So, December <laughs> the 26th, mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be on E4 at 10 pm. Perfect. Get All excited. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Enough, it's not sad. Let's cut the sad music. Well, it's quite sad. It, okay, it is a bit sad, but we'll be back. And we should do our thank yous because that's nice and positive. Yes. So I want to thank, actually I want to thank all of the stylists and everybody on the fashion team and all the other people that we've spoken to who have given me all their tips this year for, yeah. from the fashion cupboard. And me, vicariously. <laughs> and you. But let's thank this episode, ASOS Debbie and Becky from the fashion team. Yes. Thank you, Jamie Lang, for all your questionable advice. And also thank you, Georgia Murray, for coming and talking about Standing Rock. Yeah, and thanks to all those people we spoke to at Skate at Somerset House. <laughs> and Skate is open until the 15th of January, so if you fancy it, go check it out. Yeah, we should go back. Uh, thank you to our producer, Warren, who has produced every single episode of These Four Walls apart from one. <laughs> <laughs> I produced that one too. Whoa. <laughs> I did. Uh, yes, thank you to Warren. And uh, if you like us, don't forget to rate us and remember to subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back in 2017, so please join us again for more from These Four Walls. And a special Christmas thank you to Annie and Shannon for letting me produce their wonderful voices over the last year. Merry Christmas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.